0: Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Happy Wednesday night, everyone. Fun episode that we always enjoy, although we may not enjoy it as much as we look back at the end of this uh, at our previous predictions. going to break out the old crystal ball here appropriate since I am in New Orleans tonight. Just flew in today. Going to be doing the Tulane sports law negotiation competition as a judge. Nice of them to invite me to do that over the next couple of days. That's why I'm here. I predict that I will look forward to that. I predict that I'm going to eat a bunch of awesome food this weekend in New Orleans. And I predict that a lot of these predictions are going to be woefully wrong. But nonetheless, let's give it a shot. 2020 crystal ball, Danny.
1: An important place to start here is to think about what is going to change between now and then. The obvious part is the passage of two years. So every player will be two years older for guys that are pre-prime. That can be- Explain how. (laughs) a guy like Luka, Luka Doncic will be 22, still pre-prime, but, you know, think about the skill development that usually happens, the in some cases, you know, body improvements and everything else. We've seen how guys like Jason Tatum and Brandon Ingram are various examples, guys can improve. But then also, LeBron James will be 37, you know, Steph Curry, 33, James Harden, 32. So those players, you start to get to the point where the expectation is that every year will be worse than the last one. That That is not destiny. Chris Paul is a good example of it. There are various other ones, but then the other gargantuan thing that happens between now and the 21, 22 season is the 2021 off season.
0: Oh, baby. Where,
1: where a ridiculous amount of people could potentially change teams. Giannis is the headliner because as of right now, he is not under contract for then. He would be a free agent in 21. But that group could also include Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. They both have player options for that summer. And we'll have to see. So there there are a lot of teams that are less certain and that also could swing the balance of power. I mean, there are there are a lot of players in the all-NBA mix right now that could be on different teams than I don't necessarily expect it with many of them. But that possibility you know that that affects the expected value and the risk for for various teams
0: yeah a couple other things uh, that i noted and i I think we'll start here in a second by just predicting who we think uh, the best teams are going to be but you mentioned leonard and george lebron james has a player option in the summer of 2021 as well bradley beal will have one year left on his contract as of that time Drew Holiday will be a free agent, although he'll be 31, probably, if assuming he turns down his player option. Victor Oladipo, we'll see where he's at at that point. You mentioned Giannis, of course. Rudy Gobert also could be a free agent as of that time. Now, as I look at it, I mean, I think a lot of t- people have been really pointing at 2021 as a seminal summer. Of maybe those top five players, Leonard, James, George, Ananakumpo, and Gobert, I would not pick any of them as more likely than not to not be on their team uh, after 2021. But there's enough of those. You never know what what could happen at that point. And then, you know, Beal and Oladipo certainly could maybe change things around a a little bit for some of these teams. Would you agree with that assessment, though, that if you had to pick it right now, more likely than not, those top five guys I named are going to be on the same team? that they're on now? I mean, not all of them, but each of them individually is more likely than not to stay put in the summer of 2021?
1: I would. And an important reason why is that many of them in some way chose their current place. You know, LeBron James as a free agent, Kawhi Leonard as a free agent, Paul George, that at least seems he wanted the trade, you know, to, to go there. And that is a huge factor. That's a part of the reason why we're not predicting Anthony Davis is going to change teams this summer is because he. it sounds like he got onto the team that he wants to be on things can change I mean you can think of Kevin Durant you know he got onto the team that he wanted and then a couple years later he was gone and that could happen here it's I'm not I'm not writing it off and maybe it's Kawhi wants to stay and Paul George doesn't and so that it goes in a different direction and another important part of this for those kinds of teams for the Clippers for the Bucks for the Jazz is that in most of those circumstances partially due to where they are now and in in the Clippers case where they the, the way things could change between now and the summer of twenty one, a lot of those teams would end up pretty boxed in if those guys leave. You know that they would, they would, yeah, they they wouldn't be able to use cap space to sign another star. Or they wouldn't, you know, because they've built around them. You know, the Clippers signing Zubac and presumably re-signing Montrez Harrell this summer, all those sorts of decisions, possibly Marcus Morris. Those decisions all make it harder to to change, and you do that to maximize your title window. But that could be a real challenge. And then Utah, it's a little bit different if Gobert leaves because they probably would have cap space. It's just they haven't been a free. And destination, it's hard to expect that that will change when there are so many other options. And that's also really bad news for some of the other teams that could potentially have a lot of cap space. You know, the Atlanta Hawks are in that conversation, potentially Memphis and Dallas. And if the players that are really good want to stay where they are, it becomes a much harder sales pitch. And especially with the amount of competition, I mean, Pat Riley's been pretty open about wanting to keep Miami in that mix. And so then it it becomes harder and maybe it becomes a summer more like what happened to Miami in 2017, though this free agent class is stronger than that, where when the best guys stay where they are, then everybody else has to scramble a little bit.
0: Yeah, and I think we could also, given the amount of cap space around the league and the fact that there aren't that many great free agents this year means like I think we could see this offseason being somewhat similar to the offseason of 2018 with the exception that there will be fewer teams like hard against the tax but I think we could see a lot of one-year deals both for players and teams and then the idea that this market could look a lot better with 2020 guys getting back on the market but you mentioned uh, I think all three of these teams the ones that most stick out to me With maybe the three... Brightest futures in terms of young cores in the league: Dallas, New Orleans, Memphis. None of whom have really gotten the greatest free agents. I mean, Dallas is probably a better destination than those other two, and they're winning at a higher level right now, also. But those three teams could provide very attractive places to go to play with Zion, to play with John Morant and Jaron Jackson, to play with Luka Johnson. You just don't know what's going to be in the minds of a lot of these players, and to those teams, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, there's
1: something else really important there, especially in the case of New Orleans, which is they don't have to do it through free agents. They have the war chest that they could trade for somebody either in an imbalance trade for salary purposes or by using some of their other guys on roster.
0: How good would Bradley Beal look in a Pelicans uniform maybe uh, at next year's trade deadline?
1: Miles Turner is an option. You could go a lot of different directions. And depending on who David Griffin feels is a part of their core, it might be involving players too. I mean, we talked about the war chest that the Pelicans and the Thunder have in terms of Draft picks is notable, but maybe they don't want Lonzo Ball. Maybe they don't want somebody else. Maybe the fit with Ingram and Zion at that point is not as good, and so you you sign Ingram to his next contract. But maybe the intention isn't to keep him long term if it doesn't work perfectly. You know, there, those team there are some teams that have a lot of flexibility, and I'm really excited about that too. All
0: right, well,
1: let's. You want to start with teams? I think that's. I think. Well, that's- well
0: I, I want to start with a with a quick break first. Then we'll get into uh who we think are going to be the final four in each conference. Okay, let's start in the East. I think that's easier because there are just so many teams that i think there's no chance that they'll be in this discussion <laughs> but, uh which is sad but also reality i think i agree um come, the west is gonna too. be yeah 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 well uh the west is gonna be much harder to predict so my as of right now i have the milwaukee Bucks winning the 2022 eastern conference title that prediction obviously contingent on Giannis and akupo staying the bucks are having an all-time regular season philly is having all sorts of problems that's the only team i think could have potentially beaten them in the east they're gonna have home court and so i think if they get to the finals and this is something malika andrews reported way back when they got eliminated last year that Giannis will be interested in that designated player veteran extension and so i i think that they are good enough that i see him probably taking that uh and you know that's you're not 100 sure about that at this point but i mean they're really really good and i think as long as he's in the east and they have enough around him i would be a little worried about the age of brooke lopez and eric blood so at that t- time i think you know middleton is surprisingly young you know, but th- those two guys and mike budenholzer is the coach they've got and i i guess the other only other thing i'd be concerned about danny is when Giannis is making the supermax are they still not paying the tax then maybe that could really eat into if their depth to.
1: well and th- that was a part of why i have the bucks i, I structured this in terms of most likely conference champion. So it isn't necessarily yeah. the team that I expect to finish second number 2, it's the team I think is the second most likely conference champion. But the why the Bucks are number 1 is that if Giannis stays, they're a heavy heavy favorite for me. And part of it is because their best players are under contract. So assuming like you know with the with the exception of Giannis, you know Middleton, Brook Lopez, Eric Bledsoe after the extension that he signed. Yeah. And so yeah, there's the possibility that those players that they have to shed some salary or something else if, if they want to avoid the tax. Now, I I I think that Giannis re-signing might, ownership might need to make some concessions in order to make him comfortable with doing that. And also remember that... It doesn't have to be Giannis signing an extension this year. It could be that he they play next year and the Bucks win the title, and then he signs with them as a free agent. That is a possibility as well. Yeah, I think which
0: the, he could also get the supermax for right. that. I know you. And, I know you know that. But and uh, the the for our Kevin,
1: the Kevin Durant hypothetical here, I think, is particularly instructive. Which is that even if Oklahoma City had some sort of inkling that Kevin Durant was going to leave, you still keep a player like that unless you get this absolutely insane haul. Because whatever you get for them is going to be a pittance compared to the possibility of a. Banner flying forever and and the possibility that you could get them to stay so whether you believe that that's true or not and so I, I think that even if Giannis like doesn't sign the extension and this doesn't affect the 21-22 prediction but I think I want to make sure that we emphasize that as well that I don't expect the Bucks to trade him even if he goes to them and says I'm not coming back
0: yeah and I mean if some disaster befell them and it just looked like they had no chance of winning a championship next year based on what happened in the playoff this year maybe that would change but that sure there's a possibility that seems that but, seems uh Attenuated. So
1: so we both have the Bucks. number one. I had real trouble with number two. I had three teams in kind of the top tier that could win the conference if it's not the Bucs.
0: Well, well a, a quick aside here before we get into that, I think this is something that we've encountered in this a lot is there are a lot of these teams where do you want to go with certainty because you think, hey, these guys have a lot of players under contract. We know they're going to be good, but maybe they don't have the upside. Or do you want to go with, okay, you know, we don't like, like for example, let's say, the Lakers or the Clippers at this time last year, when we were talking about them? Are you like, okay, should we pick them because, you know, AD might end up there and it'll be AD and LeBron or the Clippers, you know, they might get Kawhi Leonard? Those rumors were flying, uh, but you didn't know if that was going to happen. Or would you have preferred to go with a team like the Nuggets? where they're probably going to have all these guys who are pretty young they're around but maybe they don't have the upside i generally am going to default to the team that i think has the higher upside because a team like denver yeah you know they're pretty sure that you're going to be there but you're also pretty sure that just historically there's a team with a higher ceiling you may not know who it is but there's going to be someone so you might as well just take a chance guessing on one of these teams that might actually get there as opposed to a denver type of team that's just you know they're going to be the fifth seed with the fourth seed with 53 wins every year for the next four years.
1: Well, or, I mean, using the criteria that I said of the most likely conference champion, Denver could w- have the best record in the conference and still not win it. Like, that's another sure. possibility, too. Uh, so I ended up, the three teams for me in this th- this next group were the Celtics, the Raptors, and the Sixers. Shock of shocks that are also some of the best teams right now. I'll give the arguments for each of them. The 76ers have the star talent. I mean, Joel Embiid could be the best player in a playoff series already, and he'll be 27 at that point, so he could still be there. Ben Simmons will be twenty 25, so I mean, they they could be just absolute monsters. The Horford age will age will not help him, but a lot of their other players, I think it'll be fine. You know, like the Tobias Harris's and and if Josh Richardson resigns, Josh Richardson's of the world.
0: I mean, that's a problem though. I think it is. I mean, because they would have to go like if Richardson has the market value that we expect, they would have to go like 25 million into the tech. Now, maybe they just end up finding a way to move on from Horford, but he's just not providing the value and that's how they bring him back. Um, But yeah, I mean, the extent to which they've squandered the assets, I don't really believe in their front office. That's another problem. Well, and Uh, to
1: me of these three, they have the coach that I like the least. And that's an important factor as well going in series. So yeah. Uh, And then next one would be the Raptors. The Raptors are.
0: Can we we talk a little more about Philly? Of course. First, Um, Embiid's health is is a major factor here also. I mean, that's that this is one where, you know, you might I I would probably even still say that Philly might have the highest upside of this group. But Embiid's health now Simmons has this weird back injury that, you know, is not sounding like it's trending in the right direction. Uh, You know, Simmons, just the lack of growth in, in his jump shot as well and Horford being on the decline, it's the and other than some second round picks and all their first, you know they don't have a ton of ammo at this point to try to find some pieces that fit a little bit better. So I, I think I had them a little bit lower. I did not have them in my top two. Ultimately, that's why I, I, I didn't them. Okay. Um,
1: and so the next team we want to talk about is Toronto. The Raptors have a great GM, a great coach. And Pascal Siakam is under contract. They but they have a lot of uncertainty because very few of their other players are guaranteed to be on the team at that juncture. They they have this flexibility in twenty twenty one, and how we should feel about that for projection purposes is complicated because it could be incredibly high upside. Who knows? Maybe they get Giannis. Maybe they get
0: yeah. What if I mean it's basically stars? of their guys. Og Ananobi and Pascal Siakam is is and you know your Terrence Davises and stuff of the world are probably the only ones that you're looking at. I guess Norman Powell will well, still be around then. But, but they could
1: also theoretically, if they strike out, I'm confident that they could re-sign you know Kyle Lowry and some of the other guys. You know I don't. Yeah,
0: but don't, Lowry's going to be sold by then. Like sure. I mean he's he's and Van Vleet. I mean who knows? That's going to be one of the more interesting free agencies oh, this yeah. off season.
1: It is, and so Toronto. I think they're going to be in the mix, and they have this, you know, kind of like I said with the Bucks. Like if they if they get their guy, if the Bucks have their guy, then they're number one by a mile. I mean, yeah. I think you can make the same argument with Toronto. And well, then- well,
0: I could tell you what I feel comfortable predicting that it's not going to be number one Milwaukee and number two Toronto. It's either going to be <laughs> Toronto or it's going to be Milwaukee,
1: or or maybe it's neither. You know, like
0: maybe- oh yeah, yeah, sure. I, I mean, but yeah, there's no way those are the top two teams because. Correct. Well, yeah, that's, and, but I that's mean, why
1: I did yeah. most likely finalist. Is you know, if you want to argue, sure. For, for, and there are people. There are people who believe that Toronto is the is a real threat in those sweepstakes, and we'll have to see. And and they, I'm sure that the Kawhi experience. While I'm, I, and I know they would have wanted it to last longer. I think that will have some longer lasting positives for them in terms of free agents. They they did everything right, and I think a lot of people noticed that. And the other team in this mix for me is the Boston Celtics. The Celtics have a lot of players that we expect to get better. Also, they have, you know, like Kemba will be... I believe thirty-one at the, at this point, and so they, you know, like they, they aren't going to have too many guys that age out. Danny Ainge is a is a great GM. Brad Stevens is a really good coach, so we could expect. And they have, you know, the Memphis pick isn't looking as valuable as it did before, but that's still a way to improve. So th- that's there. And the, the yeah. my concern, if this
0: latest run from Jason Tatum is real, you got to feel pretty good about their chances.
1: Exactly, and and that's what. And I ended up with Boston second. The reason that I was a little queasy about it was Boston fits my idea of the most like second like a likely second best team you know like they could be that Denver Nuggets type but they have more they have a lot of upside in guys like Jason Tatum and and Brown and they've generally drafted pretty well and Ainge I think is a very good GM so I have them number two the Raptors three the Sixers four and then my two honorable mentions were the Miami Heat I will never discount Pat Riley having max space in a year that has strong free agents anymore that's just he gets that benefit for time immemorial for me better for worse and then the brooklyn nets the idea that they have two elite elite players even though we have major major concerns health-wise and to an extent age-wise for both of them that is an unusual thing and so having those two players under contract for the 21 slash 22 season is important
0: yeah so uh, uh, our possibilities here milwaukee philly boston miami toronto brooklyn i agree with you on, on all those and i can construct a way that it could be atlanta if trey is that guy yeah maybe trey is just that good they can get you know three solid veteran starters with their cap space this offseason or next and some of their young guys develop i i'm again i consider this exceedingly unlikely but of all these other teams i mean i can't even like begin to come up with a way that any other team below them uh uh maybe indiana oladipo
1: gets 100 percent back to what he was in the all nba
0: yeah I, I mean, maybe uh, DeMontis Sabonis uh, improves. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, really be worthy uh, well, of an All Star selection, has done
1: a good job. Yeah, Nick McMillan's done a good job. Like I, I could see it. Well, with
0: well him. Oladipo also have to re-sign as True. well or extend. Yeah. Um, and he,
1: and he very well might do either.
0: So, but yeah, I mean, I, I consider it exceedingly unlikely with with Atlanta, and it's hard to imagine Indiana uh, with the upside there. So, so yeah, my my two were Milwaukee and Boston. That was my my two. Your two were again
1: Milwaukee and Boston.
0: All right. Wow, that was. Uh, we, now we don't even consult on these either. Not um, at all. So, well, let me ask you this. If it's not Milwaukee, who are your two?
1: Boston and Toronto,
0: with the assumption being that Giannis went to Toronto.
1: No, just that they did something with they did something with their space, and Philly Philly just has me spooked right now, and that might just be being a prisoner of the moment. I, I I'm open to that possibility, but also they it's so much harder for Philly to improve than just about everybody. I mean they have some they have some guys that can do age related improvement, but then they also have Richardson who's hitting free agency, they have Horford who's going to age out, and unless like Matisse Thybul or Zaire Smith or one of those guys takes a big leap, they're really only going to have the taxpayer mid-level if they even use all of that to improve
0: yeah i mean they do have the most talent under contract though yes going absolutely. forward, other than maybe boston depending on your your opinion of those guys okay this is gonna get interesting this is a massive struggle for me western conference uh i'll let you go first here
1: i will say this i had seven different teams that i thought you could do a, a reasonable case and then there was another group that you know it was a more outlandish one but like there were that next group was stronger than a lot of the
0: a lot of the teams. i've got more than seven
1: yeah and I, i'm thinking it's probably just where we drew the line for how how strong a case could be and it's also hard here because the the aging is going to hurt some teams and and uncertainty but i still i still have the clippers number one and the reason why is something that i talked about earlier which is Kawhi and paul george are both from the la area both chose to be on the clippers and i think they're going to have a lot of success together between now and then championship i can't say for for certain obviously they will be in the mix as long as they stay healthy this year and next and they wanted to be be there it's entirely possible that something changes and also the Clippers have I think they have a good front office I, I really like Doc Rivers as a coach and they have other players you know they have options to improve if Shamit really grows and he has I think over over the course of this year they have big men that I think will be better so I I, I don't feel great about it I think there's a chance that they're just outside of this but their their top end talent is so good and I expect that they will be back
0: my pick the Clippers were my number two I mean I still think Kawhi is gonna be right up there at that time at least as a playoff player he'll only be 30 George I'm a little more concerned about his aging there is of course also and I mean maybe with George too there's a thought that the Clippers are kind of a savvy front office they don't want to pay his next contract if he opts out there and he's kind of he's continued this spotty health and maybe that ruins things with Kawhi as well but I agree I mean I think compared to some of these other teams it's just that that is certainly an a cause for concern but that uncertainty is better than the uncertainty that all these other teams have and right and also uh, they
1: are to me they are the team that is already really good that time help time doesn't hurt them as much you know it's so like the lakers for example lebron james will be 37 at that point and a lot of their role players are not on the young side they don't have you know i'm not a big believer in kyle kuzma so the clippers have i think i think going from now flashing forward two years i won't say it helps them but it hurts them less and i think that's important too uh, comparing them to like the teams that are the best right now and another one like that is the houston Rockets.
0: yeah i want to save them for a second because my my second team here in my western conference finals in 2022 is the golden state warriors so i
1: originally had them number two and then moved them out of number two to number
0: three well so i'll make the case for them clearly the aging is a problem we don't know what clay thompson's gonna look like coming back let, let me lay
1: out let me lay those out Curry 33. Okay. These are basketball reference ages for to, yeah. to make the point. Curry 33, Clay 31, Draymond 31.
0: Yeah, Draymond, uh, you just don't know where he's going to be. I mean, I think you, you, you like their chances a lot more next year uh, than you do in 2022, uh, especially because they'll all be so well rested after this year too. And, and I think they'll really be extremely fired up to get out there and, and prove where they're at. And they could be fatigued again after a long playoff run. But they've got this trade player exception at 17 million dollars from Iguadala. they've got what'll probably be either a top five or a top six six pick this year they've got that Minnesota pick so unlike the Clippers and Lakers they've got the ammo they've also got tradable salary with Wiggins or potentially Draymond
1: or potentially who they get with the Iguodala exception
0: yeah so uh, there certainly are big questions right who do they get with those assets and then you know just how good is Steph Curry and Clay and Draymond Green I mean those are all major questions uh but the upside is still there to me depending on what the aging is and you know we'll see what is Steph Curry if he is I mean as of last year I thought he was a top two three player in the league those types of players those all-time greats tend to age just a little bit better you well, know and, going into 32 33 and
1: the injury had barring something really being wrong with the nerve damage broken bones you don't expect to be a lingering problem and so remember we're looking at 2022 so even if there is some stuff that happens you know in, in the rest of this year that it's going to be long in the rear view at that juncture so and and, and, well we'll
0: we'll see i mean this acl for clay is also exactly massively well and how how
1: well is draymond going to take care of his body now that he remember he signed the big money extension he's that 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 part isn't there and we've wondered about that before and he's had some flat regular seasons and everything like that but the warriors also now you know it doesn't look like they're going to have andre guadala and the the wing deficit if they want to play draymond at center is a very real thing maybe they'll end up finding a center that that works well enough that they won't go to approach like that, maybe it's gonna to be too much to ask for guys like Clay and Wiggins or some other Andrew Andrew Wiggins. So it's totally reasonable. That's I had the Warriors there originally, and I didn't move them down really as much as I moved another team up, and that is the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. Luca that's... is an MVP candidate right now. He will be better than, than he is now. Porzingis will be 26, and they have the capacity to get significantly better. I think the sales pitch for free agents will be easy. But also remember that Dallas has has the cap space, and they also have their primary good players under contract. So it is an additive rather than a replacement. And that is something that is very persuasive to me. You know, they'll have guys like Moxie Kleba and a lot of the other players on roster. I like Donnie Nelson. He's not like the perfect GM, but I think he's done a good job. Rick Carlisle is a great coach, even if he's not a friend of the pod. and Luca, you know, if if Luca is, the, you know, like we think about how Giannis changed the way we thought about the Bucks, and it's very possible that Luca, even two years from now, is not as good as Giannis was last year. But if he's in that conversation, then they could win. They could win the West against damn near anybody.
0: Here are my concerns about Dallas: Porzingis injuries, just how do they get better defensively? Luca translating as well in the playoffs, particularly on defense. And then yeah, they've got this cap space. But unless it's one of the superstars, who are they getting that's going to really transform things for them? And maybe they'll be, you know, maybe like a Josh Richardson could end up going there or something. But I mean, they have two needs, in my opinion that are pretty tough to fill i mean they need one more real good three and d guy someone with the size to check the best wings on the other team because luca can't do that and finney smith is a little bit too small and then they really need one more elite level of ball handler too so those are two tough boxes to find i mean i think they're going to be a perpetual 55 a little
1: bit i don't think they need an elite ball handler i think they just need another capable guy and that might end up being jalen brunson
0: yeah i I mean i'm talking about to be a championship team
1: yeah but how many i mean to be to be the best team in the the Western Conference, I think they could. I don't think they need an elite guy. Luca's going to be running the show primarily.
0: Well, but like
1: a pressure, a release valve for sure. I think, you know, like a it can be a Malcolm Brogdon level player for me. And I think,
0: okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, but that's even that type of player sure. is, is tough to I, find. I agree with and, you, but I
1: think I, I just saying that it's because that type of player is a lot easier to find than an elite guy. That's why I thought the distinction was worth talking about.
0: Yeah, no, okay, I, I agree with you there. Uh, elite may have been uh, a bit of an overstatement. But, uh, and then, you know, they're out the draft picks as well, so they're uh, a little bit impacted in that respect. So who knows what they're going to do with that cap space. And then, you know, if Porzingis goes down, obviously they're in trouble. And it, Porzingis, you know, can he grow his own offensive game to where he's not just spacing the floor and blocking shots? I'm thinking probably not, but we'll see, uh, you know, if he could do that, if he could become a post-up threat a uh, little bit more able to create his own individual offense offense that would be massive for them as well but I just I I don't I mean maybe I'm just being just too much short shrift for Luca here but I don't see them as quite having the stealing unless they just get this major score in free agency, which you know you don't want to put all your eggs in that basket. So I, I feel a little bit more comfortable here, here, with the Warriors. A way, here's the way that I'll Dallas. phrase it:
1: If you think Porzingis can be their kind of Chris Middleton level contributor, do you think that they can get somebody more in the Brooke Lopez, Eric Bledsoe level in free agency that year? And I think that if that's what they're looking yeah. for, I think it's possible
0: yeah i mean drew, drew Holiday would be an excellent fit there absolutely i mean he he is a one that, that would be but you know presumably new orleans will uh be interested <laughs> in have a sales him pitch as well too.
1: um so, yeah. so i actually so, had a, so yeah. i actually had a little bit of a separation between these three teams and and the next group they're they're all there's a big group that weren't yeah that weren't
0: I, I mean who knows like like golden state could just be like the seventh seed or something like like I mean, this is I, I really struggled with this there's so much more uncertainty to be here than in the east
1: right and there's there's uncertainty within the next group so then my my did you have Dallas third or did you have somebody else
0: uh I mean I didn't rank didn't them rank below them. those top two uh but I mean I think I would probably have to say Dallas. I think I mean you know how much better can AD get for the Lakers how can they build around I mean the fact that they just have no bullets left other than Kuzma to bring in some more talents with this team and I mean LeBron 37 that's just now you could say 35 there there isn't really a history I, mean, I guess Kareem would be the only one That you'd say past age 35 could be the best player on a championship team and ad as good as he's been this year i've been a little bit disappointed with his offensive performance um so i I do think the lakers will be a solid playoff team but i can't quite get behind them and and i think also they're gonna punch a little bit below their weight in this year's playoffs too and so two years from now it's just it's hard to see where they get better and and that was kind of i mean they've been better than everyone expected this year but that's kind of part of why i was a little bit low on the ad trade for them because it was just like all right you got lebron and ad and they've had done really well with the role players that they got for sure and,
1: and why but was the Lowe window on, is so
0: small why was not trading kuzma
1: because it's really narrow and i don't think he's gonna help them that much but we'll, we'll see um the next team i think worth discussing is houston houston the arguments in favor they have an mvp candidate in james harden he'll be that'll be his age 32 season we'll see how how the passage of time affects him how well he takes care of his body everything like that russell westbrook will be 33 and Covington will still be under contract for that year I didn't put his age in oh no 31 I did put it in my doc hooray but the there are a couple different downside risks that I want to discuss age is, is a clear one but also the possibility that their coach and or their GM are gone and that they that this reluctance to spend if it continues and guess what I'm going to believe Tillman Fertitta's actions as opposed to his his words on this because he said it last year and was ended up it ended up not happening and they can bear all sorts of excuses that people can make but if he continues to not be willing to maximize his team to spend, it's going to be hard for them to win the conference as they get older.
0: Well, the only reason I would even consider them as a possible is just that James Harden doesn't age too badly. Sure. and But he's going to be 32. You know, his finishing at the rim has already gotten a lot worse. I mean, he's very reliant now on that step back. Westbrook's going to be 33. And perhaps even more importantly, P.J. Tucker, maybe he gets extended. But he's going to be 36, 37. Yeah, I think he's going to be 37. I mean, that's just, there's no way he's going to be able to provide the same level of play that he does. And he is just so utterly a. to everything that they do his fit there is so perfect that I mean, if he's either not going to be on the team or just going to be a role player, I mean, I guess he's still a role player. But you know, playing twenty minutes a game or something, it's just there's no way to replace him. I, I think they'll just and Westbrook is now has been unbelievable, but with his athleticism is going to continue to wane. If they still, I mean, you basically couldn't play a normal center next to him now with the way they want to play because of his lack of shooting. And then and, there's no way they they're going to have a good defense without a normal center. And, if and good they luck don't more anymore.
1: wings when all you have is. Maybe the mid-level exception and no drafts or no like no no picks in the water.
0: Denver, this is another one where I think it's possible that they could get in there more based on just because we don't see that powerhouse coming. Now, one always seems to emerge, right? Again, I just I don't see a huge ceiling for them. But if one doesn't, then maybe they get in there. I I think you know certainly as you alluded to earlier, I see it as more likely that they could be one of the best teams in the regular season than necessarily in the playoffs. And then the real wild cards to me are Memphis and New Orleans.
1: Yeah, I have New Orleans in in this group as well. I have New Orleans actually. I, I sort of ranked it. I had them ahead of the Rockets. And the idea here is that if Zion is the real deal, at that point he'll be twenty one years old. I mean, it's so that's so incredible. And David Griffin will have had time to figure out what makes the most sense around him. They, you know, they will have draft picks to work with. They potentially, depending on how they structure, could have cap space in a different in in, in an offseason to work with and they have a lot of avenues to improve and also i think that the the fruit from the the picks that they the picks that they acquired in the deandre hunter trade could end up being more important than and also you know the josh Hart's of the world you know like that i think they'll they'll they have the pieces right now to have a deep team then and so if zion is legit they won't just be one player and a bunch of crap like they were for ports and uh, sorry not to denigrate drew holiday and some of the other guys but like i think they'll be deeper than the ad teams were at a similar phase in the process
0: yeah and they also have the assets to go and get more players that fit and you mentioned they have a lot of paths to improve and i i agree with that in some ways but because the fit around zion and the early returns on his defense have been extremely disappointing brandon ingram as well maybe better coaching could get them better defensively but i I think they really they got to get this shot blocker who can also shoot threes and how many guys like that are, are there really in the league i mean i think we'll see that there are more of those players just because players are going to make themselves into that as time goes on. But still, I mean, it's t- Brooke Lopez, Miles Turner. Those are like the only two guys who are like really high level of starters who also protect the room. And I think that's what they need with Zion as of now. Maybe Zion will, I mean, again, he's a 19-year-old rookie. But my scouting evaluation of him, even before he had this injury and wasn't necessarily in shape, was you know lower defensively than I think some others were. And so I'm. Uh, I don't know if they can get there defensively. I mean, they are going to have probably 35 million in space, even if they bring back Lonzo and Hart in the summer of 2021. What happens with Holiday? That'll be another interesting question that we don't know the answer to as well whether some of their younger guys you know jackson hayes make can he develop into a three-point shooter and a shot block i mean he's just so far away right now he's kind of a tabula rasa and you know Nikhil alexander walker and dd and some of these other guys that they could bring in. i think they could have a lot of depth they also need like one more real small forward sized guy especially if ingram isn't going to be able to guard lebron james or something maybe he gets stronger and can do that so they still have a lot of challenges, but and I think then just the question of how ridiculous Cyan is is gonna be another question. I you know, I think he does kind of fit the profile of a player who peaks a little earlier. You know, it wouldn't shock me if like he has his best season in the league at twenty three or twenty-four, both due to injury risk and just, you know, I, I think he's more reliant on that pure athleticism than a lot of guys because I don't think he'll ever be able to shoot at a high enough level to where he can really bring his skill level to bear, uh, outside the paint. So many questions there with them, but it's it's gonna be fascinating to see. I mean, they got a ton of tools, they got a ton of talent and a lot of avenues as you mentioned that they can go
1: yeah so i want clippers Mavs, warriors and then had about that group is there anybody else i mean memphis it's the it's jaw i mean if jaw becomes a superstar yeah
0: and, and jaron jackson too now is yeah. jaron jackson going to fulfill his potential defensively and it, can he be a center? And, you know, I know they got Brandon Clark. That's nice. Uh, will, will his contract uh, will be, he'll still be under contract then. Um, but really to me, what makes them ridiculous is if Jaron Jackson could be the center and then with this ridiculous uh, three-point attempt rate as well. And, you know, Justice Winslow is going to be a huge part for them now as that other wing defender. I and mean, they are low on shooting. They got to get one more shooter in there, too. They, they got a lot of pieces, too. And, you know, I think Ja and Jaron. much of it is that, and then there's also the question. So, I mean, I I just... I'm considering the very limited possibility. I think they're still. I mean, they're they're kind of building for the summer of 2021. Uh, that's when they're going to have space. They could bring in a, another starter or two. Then, at least for the short term, then they'll have to pay Jaron. They'll have to pay Ja. So, I'm acknowledging the possibility while well, saying it's faint. I would probably say New Orleans has a better chance than they do. I would too. Uh, and then Utah. You know, Donovan Mitchell could continue to blow up. Rudy Gobert might still be there. He's going to be 29, though. That's a little older for a guy, again, who's who's kind of not a high skill guy, more of a physical guy. I mean, that height doesn't age. He's still going to be a very good defender, but he is going to be quite the same level. They've already slipped defensively quite a bit this year. So, and, and once again, you just don't see the ceiling, right? I mean, you don't see the top 10 player in the NBA on this team that's going to push you to that conference finals type of level. Portland, they're going to be on the downside. Don't really see it with them. So, yeah, I mean, I do think there's nine teams that could plausibly make it. Um, Phoenix, I don't have in that group. I don't trust their management. Aiton would just have to completely blow up for that to happen, as would Booker. So th- that's about all I got there. Anything else you got there on the, on the West?
1: No. Uh, do you want to do a quick champion and finals MVP prediction? I have it ready. I don't know if you
0: do. Uh, Let's tease that. And we'll be back in just a second. All right, Danny. Your 2022 NBA champion is
1: the LA Clippers. Oh, baby! I I like the. I think that I'm more confident that their guys are going to stick around, and I they, they they chose to be there in a way that Giannis has not yet done, and they have they have the talent. I think that also the structure of it, I think is just you know like that. I think they'll be a competitive team, and and Kawhi I, at that point it'll be his age 30 season, so he'll be yep. you know prime or pretty dang close to it.
0: I'll go with the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis Antetokounmpo as my finals MVP. Uh, A very
1: reasonable choice. It was hard for me to go with anything else.
0: But no, I I do think that there is something to be said for, you know, especially if Brook Lopez is older. I mean, I I don't feel satisfied with that. I You know, I would give that as of right now, you know, a 10 or 15% chance of happening. Like the possibility of him leaving or guys getting older or, I mean, you never know with injuries as well. So, I I mean, I'm not like you know you don't feel the same way as you would have if you were in 2017 predicting the warriors as the 2019 champion which and even even that didn't happen with you know maybe the most talent of any team of all time of course due to injuries okay this is the fun one the two worst teams in the 21-22 season
1: i i actually had a pretty clear dividing line at four teams all of whom are in the Eastern Conference. <laughs> and yeah. there, there are arguments for you know for everybody in the west i mean it also helps that the the worst team record wise in the west right now is a team that you predicted was the second most likely conference champion i had it third um but you know minnesota with carl anthony towns you could go san antonio has a bunch of different reasons though i mean there's probably underrated tank potential type of thing with san antonio but the four teams at the bottom for me what stands out is that their talent level right now is extremely low and in most cases their ability to improve quickly you know like there are teams that could could end up being be nice asset building mode there, but it takes so long when your talent level is low to turn it around. And so I'll start with my honorable mentions. Um One honorable mention is the Charlotte Hornets. The Hornets- Oh, sure. Are- I mean, it took Devontae Graham having this kind of year to keep them from the absolute dregs and...
0: Well, and a shitload of luck, And a shitload
1: too. of luck, too. And the Hornets did win. They did win tonight, so congratulations, Hornets over baby. It's continuing to move on.
0: Yeah, what, what do we need? Four more wins I to think, clinch it? I think it's three Three now. for a push? I think it's three, 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 for, three for
1: a push. Three for a push, four for a win. And also, remember that Charlotte, you know, they aren't a free agent destination, and they have bad money on their books with Nick LaBitoum for another little bit. So I think it's going to be harder for them to improve in the immediate and also don't think they're particularly well run. You have all those sorts of all sorts of sorts of things, but they're fourth. The team for me that's third is the New York Knicks. The Knicks talent level right now is so damn terrible when you think about the 21-22 season. I mean, they're young guys, RJ Barrett, and I like Mitchell Robinson, but is he the straw that stirs the drink on a good team? Probably not. And then, you know, Knox, and might not even be on the team anymore, but they're also terribly run, have the, worst, have the worst owner in the NBA, probably. We might end up doing owner rankings again at some point. Also, I, I'm not a huge believer. I, I don't know enough about Leon Rose to believe it, but also remember that the Knicks, the idea of improving, like it, the, it's hard for me to see the sales pitch for them on free agents in 21 because they're not going to be good next year. So remember what happened with Brooklyn and the Knicks this year was that the Brooklyn succeeded and they could make the sales pitch to to players to say, well, if you come here, so Katie and Kyrie instead of going to the Knicks, you'll have a better team. And New York will be a major market and they'll be and they're glamorous and all that. But I just don't, I just don't see it. So those are my fourth and third
0: yeah on the knicks i think it's just they might be still among the most hopeless teams as of that time but i think they'll at least try to sign somebody they are gonna have always spend i guess that's true yeah yeah they they don't do the oh we're gonna take on bad money and try to build up the asset base etc uh so and you know barrett as bad as he is I might still like him better than some of the other the guys and some of the other teams as a best prospect uh but I think it most likely they're just gonna try to bring in enough guys to be respectable and rose I mean he is pretty well respected he can't be worse than what they've had so far so it, i think at least he will be a little bit of an upgrade although dolan no doubt will uh continue to stick his grubby figures into the pie uh, but so I I I've certainly have them as you know not being any better in the a lot long-term macro sense, but I just don't think they could easily be a terrible, you know, and the, even when they've tried to be good, they could be terrible. But, you know, I think they'll be more along the lines of kind of where they are this year, maybe a little bit better with some of their young guys getting better another draft pick or two in there. So, you know, I, I think they could comfortably be, you know, like the 12th seeded. Um, and, and then Charlotte, certainly a big candidate for me. Uh, it wouldn't shock me to see them there. They also, though, I think they, Michael Jordan might just go for a little bit of quick fix. They are going to have some space. But yeah, if you just look at, you know, You know, who do you think... There's nobody on this team right now who projects to be a quality starter, even I think as of that point. Maybe P.J. Washington could get there. But, you know, enough to get you out of the bottom five or so in the nba I, i'm not sure i mean they could find a way for sure but i mean that they were my number three pick but i still have two uh two teams that i had below them so
1: that's interesting so i uh, you, and your top two are not the are not teams that i've mentioned correct
0: that is correct so now
1: we get to see if they're the same two teams
0: the cleveland cavaliers
1: are they your number one or your number two
0: uh i didn't really put oh, okay. it in order i uh, did uh and they were by right um, bottom. Yeah. It, and, you know, I, I guess there is, so, you know, maybe Garland could get better. Maybe Sexton could get better. Obviously, all these teams, you know, a, a part of why I think we could be a little lower on some of these teams is just the 2020 draft not looking that great. And then whoever you get in 2021 is not going to help you win games that year, almost certainly. So having absolutely nothing at three. Kevin Porter might be one reason for optimism. Um, you know, he's looked pretty good. Por-
1: Porter, Porter is a big reason for optimism, but a big reason for pessimism is that the Cavs chose not to have cap space. <laughs> So it will be it'll be hard for them to yeah. to dramatically improve in in the interim. Yeah. Also,
0: they'll probably have it in twenty twenty one.
1: Yeah, but. but I mean, what are they going to do with that? And remember, like Kevin Love will be that is his age thirty three season. We don't even know if Drummond's going to be on the team. I expect Drummond to opt in, so that means he'll be unrestricted in twenty one. So he could be wherever. And also, I just don't have faith in in Kobe Altman to fill out this roster. No. I mean the the extensions I mean, it's underrated. We uh, the the podcast that will come out tomorrow is on the. The small forward rankings. We didn't talk about Jetty Osman, who Kobe Altman just gave like eight yeah. million a year to, and that's like the fourth yeah. worst extension that he's that he's done in the last few years.
0: Yeah, and who, I mean, if the the Drummond era seems off to a bad start, so we'll see whether he ends up being there long term or not. But another reason too is I think they have at least been willing to take on bad money who knows what where dan gilbert and altman will be by the summer of 2021 and whether they're willing to still do that i mean there will be teams probably trying to clear space for that summer uh so they might be able to play the asset game again but that would of course it be, mean that they're not going to be any good uh the coaching situation there is not great i mean jb bickerstaff is kind of going to be the guy there for at least a little while and while he he is a decent locker room guy i've never been particularly impressed with his x's and o's uh, and they just—they just, they don't have the talent on this team. Um, and then my other team uh, was Detroit same yeah uh, you know they've got Siku Dumboya who might be a better prospect than anyone on Cleveland but that's you know he's not a star he, he's got hopefully when he turns into what we hope he'll turn into he'll he would be more of a supporting guy and those guys don't have as much value on these teams where you're just like God we need someone to dribble and pass uh, you know Derek Rose is old he'll surely be gone you would think three years from now or ineffective and he was he's the only good thing that they had I mean they've got like some shooting uh, Dwayne Casey I don't know if he's still going to be there or not be a, a better coach than they've got in Cleveland but it's just I mean Blake Griffin is going to be you know you have to imagine pretty decrepit or on a different team or, or bought out or something two years from now does have a player option for uh the 21-22 season mm-hmm. Well, and another uh, reason
1: why I had Detroit "quote unquote" ahead of the Knicks and the Hornets is like so for the Knicks, they don't have the the variance for New York in terms of free agency. That that is is a positive because there's a the chance that things work out for the Knicks. That it's yeah. it's less likely for Detroit. And also, I'm just so if I, one of the ways that a team can be really bad is if they can't score. And Kennard has is intriguing there, but I could see them as being a team that has kind of like how Orlando was for a couple of years, where like they have pieces that I like, but they just don't have the main guys, and so. They they just kind of kind of flail around a little bit i could see detroit being that team for a little for a little while
0: yeah detroit does have cap space this summer maybe they'll try to sign some vets and get back to respectability and that might actually work you know to get i mean respectability being 35 wins but like it's possible they could use cap space to try and do that i mean they just desperately need some kind of premier creator though and that's uh they don't have a lot (laughs) let's put it that way I mean, with blake griffin making the amount that he's making and we're kind of penciling him in as being uh you know, a big time cipher a uh, couple other, uh, i think uh, my next candidate here uh, you know uh, we both had the same bottom two but uh the washington wizards uh, if bradley beale will be under contract john wall will still be under contract as well which is part of why Forever. maybe he'll have been stretched by then or moved uh but you don't expect that he's going to be effective two years from now and then beale that'll be his last year and perhaps at that point they'll have finally faced reality and moved to him now one of the reasons to believe that it won't happen is leonis is just such an eighth seed hound that he might just hold on to beal or try and extend him again and they'll just and another reason to believe it is i think their current front office has looked a little bit better i've got a reasonable amount of belief in them uh, but certainly if Beal is gone I, I don't see anyone on this team right now you know Bertans well, Hachimura and, and I mean, that's the other argument in favor
1: done. of the Wizards being low on this being on this list is they're too they're too competitive to get a really good draft pick now maybe they yeah maybe what happens with them I was looking back and you know I had Memphis low but maybe they they, they you know they could win the lottery that way but that's it, that actually does make it really hard you know that it's less likely to get the next Zion to get the next jaw if you're picking eighth or ninth and if you're picking third or
0: Forth. yeah and i mean when we did these a couple of years ago we had memphis in this category and then they got jaron jackson and then they got ja moran yeah but, but to
1: clarify if memphis had if all, the only thing that happened was memphis picked like eighth picked like fifth or sixth or whatever in last year's lottery their their future wouldn't look nearly as bad like, i like jaron but yeah. they just they needed a guy like ja they got and they got to number two in a two-player draft
0: yeah i mean it's and i i like what memphis has done but it's so important to remember that like you know a a lot of front offices would look a lot smarter if they had john moran um some more interesting ones to talk about we haven't talked about the west at all uh But there's certainly, I mean, I I think there are going to be some teams in the West that are this low. It's just the certainty of who it's going to be is a little bit lower, but there are plenty of scenarios. I mean, San Antonio, Pop leaves, DeRozan, Aldridge leave. I mean, their defense falls off even more. Like, without Pop, their coaching is mediocre, Uh, not been impressed at all with the new regime, with R.C. Brieford moving upstairs. I mean, they could be terrible. Absolutely. Um, OKC, you know, a playoff team now but shade gilgis alexander is really the only long-term piece that they have and he might be good enough to just keep them out of this category on his own at this point but uh certainly worth considering for them uh houston could just be in a complete rebuild by that point uh the clippers if paul george and kawhi leonard leave in the summer of 2021 could just be terrible uh Minnesota, if they end up having to move Carl Anthony Towns by that point. Milwaukee, if Giannis leaves.
1: I think Milwaukee will still be competitive. Cause I, and also, their guys are properly paid enough that I think it'd be hard to strip it down.
0: Yeah, and if Bud is there, he'll he'll do a pretty good job, you'd think. Um,
1: that could be like one of the saddest teams to watch in the league, but I don't think they'd be that bad.
0: Uh, the Lakers, if AD just left for some reason in free agency. I think that's unlikely. I'm not predicting that, but it's... You never know. Um, yeah, I, I, wrote, just, a, I wrote a piece for The Athletic the laying it out. Open.
1: I think my prediction was that he'll sign the 2-plus-1, which would mean that he will be on the team for that year. But he might leave. I could see him leaving the next year. I could see him leaving in 22, If especially if LeBron leaves or, you know, whatever, if, if yeah. something happens then.
0: Um, Okay let's uh let's talk about some individual players here who is uh your first team all nba guards in the 21-22 season
1: luca age 22 and i had yeah a...
0: that one was easy that was that's easy. obvious
1: i mean it's also possible that he's at that point a pure three and so then you have to move, have to slide him over like that that's yeah that i mean
0: i think possible. he'll he'll probably want to continue to be listed as a guard i mean yes, he, he will. is their point guard um and, and because you know, they don't actually start a point guard size guy with him any longer we'll see if if that changes
1: yeah and then I, um, I, I it was an absolute war for me for the other spot you have kind of oh god the old
0: guard versus the new guard and so well, can, can we talk about this for a second here just a, in an overall sense because there really aren't very many guys we've talked about the weakness of the 13 14 15 drafts there aren't that many guys who are you know just dead bang gonna be right in their primary you basically got like Giannis, obviously jokic Towns and beat if he's healthy. That's about it, right? Maybe and ben so it's kind of
1: this. Depending on when, yeah. Name
0: is. I, I mean, I, just, I don't see the upside for Simmons if you're talking about guys who might Could be, MVP. you know, a top ten player in the league. And so the question of, all right, we've got the guys who are stars now. I mean, AD still would be twenty eight too. I mean, that's probably another one to consider. But you got the guys who are big stars now, and so you have to project how much they're going to fall off, and then you also have to project how much this next generation of your Tatum's and Lucas and John Morantz and Zion's. Are going to come up, so it's an exceedingly difficult job because you you have to project both risers and fallers, uh, and you know when you get. Towards the end of things, you have these kind of big leaps, or guys fall off in ways that you don't anticipate more than I think you'll see more of a linear improvement, kind of as guys are in their prime.
1: Yeah, I think that's really true. So I ended up on the guard line, which was not true at other positions. I ended up going old over young primarily, and so my second guy on the first top line was Steph Curry at age thirty-three.
0: Jesus, man, we are like locked in together on this. And and again, this is like if you had to give me like what chances Steph Curry going to be first team All-NBA, I'd say it's, you know, like 20% or something yeah, that so year 20, because 20 there's so many other candidates. there's
1: so many other candidates yeah. and how well any single one of them ages is uncertain you know you get into get into all that and then yeah. I ended up going with going old I was all the way so I had, my second team was Harden and Lillard 32 for Harden age 31 season for Damian Lillard and remember this is on player quality not predicting like whose teams are going to do well or anything like that I think yeah they're gonna be that's the, an
0: important the third
1: and fourth best guards in the NBA and then
0: yeah because I, I mean I think Portland is just going to to be bad and you know Lillard will kind of I
1: think they'll be mediocre yeah. more so more so than
0: yeah okay I mean they'll kind of be like this year
1: yeah I think they'll be kind of like this year and then my two below that though were the, the guys that I think will be on the cusp and remember it usually takes point guards longer to develop and so I went with John Morant who will be 22 then and Trey who will be 23 and I could easily see either one of them jumping as as high as the first team like both of them have that kind of talent they could be the best offensive player on a great team but I I'm always really cautious with with young guards, even when they show flashes, because there are very few Chris Pauls out there, for
0: a reason. Well, Trey Young has the highest offensive RPM in the NBA right now and I'm going to continue to believe in him but I only had him on my third team I had Harden on my second team and John ja Morant is going to join him on my all-NBA second team at age 22 and then filling out my third team was Devin Booker uh I just oh, so you didn't have I mean, Dame on it at all no I have him in my also considered
1: wow I mean he's been to me like I mean we we didn't do an awards after January but he was so impressive
0: yeah I just worry that the injuries are going to set in I mean he does he, he got that deep shooting but he does rely on his quickness more than like someone like Steph Curry does uh, and those blow-by drives, his finishing at the rim. I just think it's going to fall off a little bit for him. And I think he's going to not be in as good of a situation to succeed as he's been in. Uh, it, I mean, again, any one of these guys that were mentioned that we've mentioned so far, to me, could very easily even be on the first team next to Luka. Like, this is like splitting hairs between all these guys as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, a two of, years away. A
1: couple other guys I want to mention. You said Devin Booker, that'll be his age 25 season. Totally reasonable pick. Donovan Mitchell, age 25. De'Aaron Fox, age 24 i've liked i've liked some of what he's done after you know now that he's been more healthy and i could see him being an important part of sacramento what their success kyrie will be 29 so depending on what happens with it yes yeah. i did, think
0: did, did you ever see that skit of like uh, it showed it was like a clip from like the 90s and it's bernie sanders and it it described him as a 90 year old 56 year old man <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> that, seen
1: that, that clip yeah Kyrie's gonna he's gonna be turn his body yeah. is turning into uncle drew pretty damn quickly
0: yeah um, it, it, Yeah, exactly. Like he, it is funny that it's the
1: actual person who did the who did the age thing. But yeah, I I think those are the main ones that I wanted to mention. You know, we could see somebody like Zach Levine or Shea take a big leap at that point. And one other one to mention, you and I have been a fan of his for such a long time. Clay will be thirty one. It wouldn't shock me if he was like a third team All NBA guy. But players who are instrumental in their offense are just gonna. I think they have a higher ceiling, and so I I wanted to mention higher.
0: Yeah, even Russell Westbrook at thirty three, we should at least mention.
1: Okay, you can.
0: But. Uh, I mean, just the way his game is relying on it. I I mean, I thought he was done at the start of this year and he's had an incredible renaissance. Now, part of that is with this way of playing that is totally built around his strengths in in a a way that hilariously OKC basically didn't have anybody built, uh, have things built around his strengths. I mean, can you imagine what Russell Westbrook from two years ago would have done like in this Houston system now? I mean, that would have just been utterly insane. But yeah, I mean, you have to imagine his athleticism is going to fall off at some point. The worrying decline in his jumper the fact that they just won't be able to build this crazy spacing around him i mean but again you know if you're an all nba level player right now which he i think he's been playing at that level for the last month and a half or so you have to at least discuss him if not say that he has a chance let's jump uh, let's jump
1: to the forwards unless yes. there's somebody else you want to mention the easiest call on the entire board to me is Giannis. at age 27 he should be smack dab in his prime at that point first team all nba he's already an mvp caliber player even if he doesn't get better at all as long as he stay healthy i'd be surprised if he wasn't first team then a little bit of a little bit of a drop off for me uh do you see that part of it the same that it's Giannis and then everyone else
0: uh when you consider the certainty yes um my other first teamer though uh was anthony davis again that's kind of more based on certainty than upside I mean it seems pretty clear with the Lakers that he is going to be playing a lot of forward so so he'd be eligible so I
1: put him at the five at he's my first team center I think yeah I think okay by, I mean I, I, think I would that, buy that I think too. by that point he will have I think that it might be the 21 huh. 22 season that'll train
0: that's an interesting thought uh, you do think though that it's like if you can you spare him the wear and tear he doesn't want to play five you can always find fives they've had that's success with that yeah
1: and he doesn't want it and you want to make him happy and he might sign yeah. a shorter and
0: and, and LeBron wants to play the three uh, as yeah, well. Yeah,
1: that's true. Maybe, maybe I'm just like, well, he'll be playing it like almost exclusively in the playoffs, and so then I think of him as a five. Yeah, was, but,
0: but anyway, it was yeah. also I, I mean, because I, think, I wanted to put yeah.
1: Kawhi on my first team, so that might be part of it as well.
0: Well, and the re, and I think Kawhi will be better than him. I just think he'll continue to be playing so little in the regular season that you won't be able to put him on the first team All NBA. But I, I think I still, if I had to pick who will be, uh, you know, the second best forward, it would probably be Kawhi might even be the best forward if you're just saying who's a better player in the playoffs uh second team i gave mine away already Kawhi. the other one is zion williamson i think he's just like what he's doing right now when he's just a, an absolute cult I worry about the injuries, obviously. I worry about the shooting and the lack of a right hand, but I think he's going to figure enough out. It's just when you're doing what he's doing as a 19-year-old. I mean, it's he's having one of like you know the 10 best 20-game starts to a career right now, and he's a year out of college, and he just had
1: a knee surgery. You know, this it isn't like he's coming at this pristine health or anything like that. I have I have Zion as my number three forward, so basically the same slot. It's just that I have AD on the other line. My other my other second team player because I have that slot which you do not is Kevin Durant Durant age 33 season I think that he will you know parts of his game his defense won't age well but he's a, an incredible offensive player his shooting his size that that stuff will continue and for me the choice in some ways was KD versus LeBron and I, I I'm more of a believer even with the Achilles in in that I mean 37 is just that's just so old and with yeah,
0: the, I, I I didn't I, I mean it's I'm not putting it past LeBron I have him 13
1: I i'm not i'm i
0: I think i I have him out of the mix i think Uh, uh, in the mix i think lebron
1: will have to retire before i pull him from my crystal ball predictions as being an all nba player
0: yeah it's that's just no i mean this i can't wait for these playoffs to see what lebron is going to look like it's going to be amazing here but he has seen in this regular season some worrying drops to me in his scoring ability and i I think that's going to I mean, he's going to he'll be able to pass guys open with his brain and post up and uh you know forever but the, i still especially in the regular season as well I, you know since it's a regular season award um okay
1: so you have two you I, have two slots yeah. left that's interesting
0: yeah i KD on my third team okay. and uh jason tatum 23 year old Jason Tatum was on uh, my third team but really split in hairs here I mean there's so many candidates Ben Simmons Pascal Siakam was probably my hardest to leave off he was the at guy I picked him
1: over Tatum he was my last
0: guy um but then you've still got 31 year old Paul George Jalen Brown could maybe get in the mix at 25 Ingram at 24 um any uh, Chris Middleton at age at 30 especially if we're saying the, that the Bucks are gonna still be this juggernaut uh you know he could be in consideration as well so anybody else that uh, I haven't mentioned, that's about, that's all that I had. No, that, that's about it, but...
1: all for me. I mean, even there, there are some guys like I love John Isaac's defense, but it's hard to imagine him as an all NBA caliber overall yeah. player. I,
0: I mean, th- this is just, it's a high bar, man. Especially if AD is a forward, you got a lot of, uh, a lot to overcome and, to get into this. Okay. One.
1: So now we're at center. I have AD first team. And then I think part of what made that made a brutal decision, because I thought the, the, the center tier, if we don't count AD was there were three times, Top guys.
0: Yeah, Nikola Jokic was my first team guy. He's on the best team. He's got, if not the best, close to the best health record. Uh, and, you know, he's been the most consistent. Uh, I mean, he's better defensively than Carl Anthony Towns, even if Towns might have a higher defensive ceiling. And, you know, he's only going to be twenty six towns was my second guy uh second team guy at 26 and then Embiid at 27 I think Embiid is still probably a better player than those two guys at his peak but when you consider the injuries he always seems to miss time he is shape is a question kind of is for Jokic too but he, he's played himself initially I, I don't know if Jokic's shape is recently. a
1: question I think we it's kind of an answer
0: uh, is there a statute of limitation on the on that joke you, you, I think that's is that the third time you've made some sort of a like shape pun yeah <laughs> on, I think uh, so I'm <laughs> a, okay a I mean,
1: we both love him. I think that's. I think since since it largely comes from a positive place, I think there isn't necessarily one. Um, especially because I just you know have Denver high in the thing. Anyway, uh, so that's interesting because I had I had a very different ordering. I think Embiid is the best player of the three and I, I echo your injury concerns I mean it's 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 pretty clear there's a possibility there but his defensive value I still think that's the most important thing that a center can do and he is by far far and away the best of those three and then offensively hopefully more time and maybe Elton Brand can figure out some some other things to make his offensive game work even better then I had Jokic over town similar logic to you I, I think that he's he's the better call there but it's yeah I mean but it's so close between those three guys and so that actually meant that Carl towns didn't make any of my teams and I, I i'm a huge fan of his game but that's the center position when you only get when you only get one of, of on each team and it gets tough
0: i mean i am desperately curious to see what carl towns is going to do now for that basically for the first time in his career he's got spacing around him that that is going to be absolutely fascinating to me and he could just go so crazy that you know i mean he could average 30 points a game on 65 percent true shooting like that is possible to me um you know on the other hand maybe those other guys could end up shooting too much and he doesn't get as many chances or whatever or they just their defense is so bad that you just can't even consider him but uh, he could we could see just ridiculous things from him now uh like that is a possibility to be sure um it is who else did you consider for this group
1: bam out of bio b24 christophe porzingis 26 if he pieces it together Ayton 23
0: i I, I, I wouldn't consider him. I I think he's just... Uh, I,
1: I think that he's the, he's shown enough... I mean, he's, he's improved a lot defensively, and then I still think yeah. the offensive tools are there. So I could... I
0: yeah, could, I, I mean, I think the offensively, the player type is just not going to be valuable enough. That's fair. Like, I, I mean, I guess if you... I, I, like, ruling it out entirely might be a little bit too harsh, but he's just... He's so far below the level of... I mean, and I think big men generally, to me, you see it, it with them high, earlier yeah. than any other position. I agree. I mean, and if you think of... What we saw from all the other players that we're talking about by the age that Aiton is now, you were, you're you like, okay, this guy has all NBA potential. They're playing at a level where you've seen that level of flashes. And Aiton is, nice as he's looked at intermittent times this year, You know, we haven't seen that level of play from him. Um, who else did you have?
1: Bam, Porzingis. I would say those. Yeah
0: uh rudy gobert will be 29 yeah pr- uh, probably gonna be aged out which is trouble for the jazz um you know uh, their defensive performance this year has been concerning for me and then uh jaron jackson i think has to uh, it'll only be 22 again we, t- we talked about him when, when we discussed memphis who is your 21 22 mvp Giannis second choice Luca total agreement there uh, my
1: third choice and this is again most likely as opposed to I don't think he's going to be the third best player is actually Embiid that if he pieces it together that he could just be that monster and because a lot of the huh. the ball handler type guys just I think they're too early but it could be hard it could be Kawhi it could be I don't think Kawhi's going to play enough I think that's a big argument against him for MVP
0: give me your top three players in the nba
1: using the same criteria as we use right now when we're doing these player rankings you can listen to the small forward one tomorrow i will go Giannis one Kawhi two luca three
0: that's what i had too god it's almost like we've been talking about basketball together for five years the the group think it's just uh you can't beat it
1: well i mean we've been talking about it for longer than that too before junction exists
0: that is the case uh all right, this is fun. I I love doing this. Well, um, and I think this made do, me do this wanna... made me
1: more excited for the future. Like, you know, because you think about how, oh, yeah. how some of these guys and there are always players that break out. And I think we're you know with the there there will be injuries and there'll be guys that fall off due to age. But it, and I think at that point we're going to have a clearer idea. You know, like in a year or two of where some of the, the Zion's and Jaws fit in. And remember, we were a little bit sad last year because we hadn't seen it. And then Luca and Trey and some of the other guys really breaking out makes me feel better.
0: Okay, we're probably out of time for right now. At some future point, though, maybe next week, we'll look at our 2020 predictions. Oh, no. It's not pretty. (laughs) But, I mean, now we've had the most tumultuous offseason that we've ever had in 2019 so in our defense we did those in 2018 for basically you know coming up to this 2020 season so uh we'll talk about that next week though that we'll uh we'll save that
1: well i could have probably predicted that i'd pick the hornets over but i don't think i did
0: <laughs> all right anything to talk about before we go here nope All right. We'll listen tomorrow. Small forward rankings. And then we got the 15 and 60 mailbag edition. We're tweeting out that. You can respond to those tweets. Ben is going to put them together. Uh, Eastern conference, by the way, this time. So we'll uh, talk to you all tomorrow. And then we got the 15 and 60 on Sunday night. Till then. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.